0: Welcome in to the PHNX Suns post-game show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook App, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. This is a sad one. This is a sad one, boys. It's emotional. <laughs> but I'm glad to have you here so that we can all talk about it. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Gerald Borgay. And unfortunately, the Phoenix Suns just got wrecked by the Dallas Mavericks. 130 to 111. This one needs a beer, yes. Yeah, this game needs a beer. What are you drinking over there? I'm drinking
1: a kill lifter because I feel like we just showed our ass to the whole country tonight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Four Peaks for uh helping us drink this one in, yeah, yeah, Yeah.
2: drink it. You will, yeah, um, also, uh,
0: if you're watching, you'll see this really cool little advent. Uh, box here on our coffee table, Mm -hmm. courtesy of Four Peaks. These things are super fun. One day for every day in December. You can always start a little late. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, you get to try a different beer each day. A lot of variety in there. And if you guys want to check it out, just head on down to Four Peaks Brewery. But just a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Okay. (sighs) shall we get into our three points
1: let's do it Why which not? one of
0: you wants to go first
1: i'll go first uh as we start this three-point graphic three-point graphic there music it is. <laughs> boo, 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 music music there we go <laughs> um yeah mine's zero for seven that's mm-hmm. devin booker in the first quarter He uh, did not start off too hot, and it just continued all game long. Uh, That was kind of the tone setter, and then it kind of felt like the Suns just were
2: never going to recover after that. Yeah, mine is uh, 20 for 41. That's what the Mavs shot Mm. from three-point range, and we'll get into this. But this has become a recurring theme against this Mavs team. For whatever reason, the Suns do not know how to defend the three against this team um and it's it's really hurting them they're fighting math in a lot of these matchups and they could not stop them from the corner threes tonight at all yeah Yeah.
0: so mine is going to be this tweet from our friend jordan Karchner. they tweeted out early on in this game if we lose it's a scheduled loss if we win they're frauds them's the rules these are the rules i'm going to live by tonight (laughs) it was a scheduled loss we're blaming the nba on this one uh scale of one to ten how frustrated are you with this one? Um,
1: Honestly, in games like this, what it feels like it's just a runaway for the other team, I just, I, I kind of bury it early. And so for me, it's like more of like a one or a two. Really? Whereas opposed against like the, the, the Rockets, you knew you should have beat them. It was frustrating all game because it felt like you should have beat them. So to me, that was more eight or a nine, but against a team like the Mavericks, if you don't come to play, you're going to get your ass handed to you. And that's exactly what happened. So I was like, yeah, I could see this coming a mile away right now. I mean, personally, in terms of worry, it's a zero for me. In yeah. terms of entertainment
2: value, it's like a six because we talked about this on the pregame show. I was excited for this game because it was a matchup between two MVP contenders. One showed up and beat our ass all night and one did not. And it's kind of unfortunate because I was kind of looking forward to a high-profile showdown i wanted to see if the suns could maybe exercise some road demons and they were very much present it's not a game that i'm worried about for the suns long term but it is a a matchup problem and it's one thing that if you're looking ahead to the playoffs you don't want to see dallas in the first round Mm -hmm. or the second round because they have now dominated you in 14 of the last 16 quarters that you played against this team it's it's not encouraging but in terms of their overall outlook it's it's meaningless
0: Yes, overall, 100%. And I said that on Friday when we lost to the Rockets. But in the moment, this Mm -hmm. one hurts more than in the moment of Friday night's game against the Rockets. Mm -hmm. This one frustrated me even more because it's like you lose to the Rockets. There is time and time again, we see great teams play down to their opponents. Take a night off, if you will, when Mm -hmm. you're playing a lesser than opponent. I understand the Suns are on the tail end of a back to back. They are very shorthanded, yada, yada, yada. But the energy, the effort, missing wide open shots, like it just looked sad tonight. (laughs) And it wasn't like, oh, okay, you lost to the Mavs, but you played decently given what the cards you were dealt as far as like the back to back and the injuries go. Yeah, well, you can't even say that in this one. This one was just bad.
2: Right. And it's a, you, these games will happen time to time in the year. Like, we were talking about this. This was the second night of a back-to-back. But at the same time, like, it doesn't excuse the performance. And it sucks that it came against this team because the jokes and the memes are totally warranted tonight. Like, they are. Like, Luca owns us right now. And the Mavs have our number. It's unfortunate, but it's the truth. Like, that's what we've seen. And uh, it's unfortunate they couldn't kind of write that narrative a little bit tonight.
1: It, I don't even know how to explain why why the Suns are struggling with the Mavs because before last year's series, they, you know, as people are pointing out, straight. they were just dominated them. They dominate even on the road. They dominated them. Like it just doesn't make sense how all of a sudden it's like they figured something out. Now, what I will say is, is like there's people talking about why didn't Monty make adjustments? Why didn't he throw double teams at Luca and all this other stuff? I'm like. Because it's the regular season, and they did throw double teams at Luca. Like. Yeah, yeah, and not, not as not as prevalent as I think maybe some people in the chat wish they did. But yeah. uh, again, this is the regular season. Like, there's a high likelihood you could see this team in the playoffs, and if you do, you can't come with the same shit all the time. You're gonna have to switch things up and 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 keep Luca on his toes. Otherwise, he's gonna destroy you. And so, I, I'm I'm okay with with. Um, you know, not throwing the kitchen sink in a regular season game against the Mavs. Honestly, I just want to forget about this game and move on. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, we're going to spend at least 40 minutes talking about it here, Saul, so (laughs) buckle in. But I do have something that'll maybe cheer you up a little bit. We have a super chat from Psycho Blue, and you know Psycho Blue loves Basketball Cthulhu, so Saul, this one's all yours.
1: Oh, yes, Basketball Cthulhu. Let this be ample proof that our team is the cursed, That keeps my seal intact. Always the players we don't draft. Did he mean to rhyme? It's
3: tough.
0: I think you did that.
3: That, that, (laughs) It was a slant rhyme. Intact and draft. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, Psycho Blue, I really appreciate the Basketball Cthulhu super chats, but I wanted the the language to be a little more archaic next time. Oh, my God.
0: As if it's not (laughs) difficult enough. You're going to really put that out there?
1: Yeah, I listen, I... (laughs)
0: Thank you for your super chat, Psycho Blue, by the way.
1: I don't think I'm ever going to go back to this again. So I'm, I'm officially putting the nail in the coffin on this topic because mm. I refuse to keep going back to it over and over and over again. But yes, I understand the Suns should have drafted Luka Doncic. He's clearly the far superior player. Um, but they didn't. And it's just, it is what it, it is, it's over, it's over. Like, it, you're not getting Luca now, like, yeah. it's just, it's over. So, uh, the Suns they just got to do a better job overall as a team. It wasn't, just, listen, Luca played well, but he wasn't the only reason why the Mavs won mm-hmm. tonight. It was, it was devastation by multiple different players that played very well tonight, especially from the perimeter. So, um, you know, you can only do so much, and it wasn't all on Da, that's for sure. Da played probably the best out of all the starters tonight you know so yeah. it was a low bar to clear for sure but yeah he definitely yeah i mean the ceiling hit. was definitely
2: the floor right he had 28 rebounds 9 of 11 shooting like he was good it, it goes back to what we've talked about they were looking for him early and they kept him they got him engaged from the start which was good their defense just couldn't stop anybody and then nobody else could make a shot after the way they start i don't know it was it was an ugly night and again it's not something that i'm worried about but the, the three-point shooting is something that, okay, if you see this team again, you're going to have to figure something different out because yeah. what you're doing right now is not working.
0: All right, so before we get into Devin Booker and we talk through that, Gerald, let's continue talking about the three-point shooting and the sure. defense because, like you said, you're going to have to figure something out. But mm-hmm. what is that something? Because so, we've seen this enough now to know that it's not, this ain't it.
2: Right, they've, they've got to change up a few things defensively and I think, the biggest thing was they were catching Devin Booker or whoever the low man was, the rotation man, on these weak side screens to hit Book's man in the corner. And they did that multiple times where Book got caught on the screen. There was one where he was communicating to Mikael Bridges to switch it for him and they didn't communicate in time, another wide open three. Like, I think part of the problem stems from the d- defensive attention that Luca commands. Like, he is always going to catch guys just watching because of the way that he operates he's standing there dribbling around he's doing his thing and then all of a sudden he'll zip a pass and you you're caught sleeping and they need to get out of that habit i don't know what it is but they stand around sometimes and just wait to like collapse on a drive or wait to see if he's going to shoot and they the the mavs are quietly sneakily running their sets in the corner and they're getting these open corner threes um you know part of that is just a matchup problem like they need to figure out if they have somebody on this roster that can stick with him like one-on-one that's strong enough because Mikhail, love him defensive player of the year runner up last year but he's not strong enough because Luca just backs him down same thing with Devin Booker same thing with Chris Paul like they tried to start Ish Wainwright on him and he did okay for a couple of possessions but like Ish is not your answer either so whether you're deploying Josh Okogie out there or someone like that they've got to figure out a way in this particular matchup to not get caught ball watching whenever Luca is doing his thing at the top of the key. Um, You know, and there's a lot of other little things that we can go into, but this game Mavs were 20 for 41 in the season opener against the Suns. They were 14 for 35, which is 40% from three in game seven. They were 19 for 39, which is 49% from three in game six. They were 16 for 39, 41%. Like it's a recurring theme. This team is shredding us from three point range. Something, foundational has to change with their defense
1: yeah you know i I thought the activity again i just feel like this team uh very much feeds off of activity and energy and they just didn't have it tonight hey listen however whichever way you want to dissect it um luca is one of the best facilitators of offense in the league if not the best He's going to find the weaknesses in your defense um, and he's going to expose them. And that's not only just in terms of how you're playing team defense, but also how you're playing him straight up. Um, That's what makes him so great. And until the Suns figure out how to slow him down, I'm not even saying you're going to stop him because you're not, but you got to slow him down. Just make him hesitate a little bit here and there. Make him second guess what he's doing Um, until they do that. They're going to have their hands full because They have built this team around Luca and the perimeter. That's what they did last year That's what they continue to do this year and I know they've struggled of of late and they haven't played, you know ideal basketball. I think now they're 12 and 10 on the season after this win, Uh, but I'm telling you like the Suns are probably gonna see them again in the playoffs and if that happens Depending on what they do at the trade deadline You got your hands full Got your hands full big time.
0: It just frustrates me because I know that you said, Gerald, like some of it is personnel and whatnot. But like it, they've shown us it's possible to beat this team. Right. They they know how to beat this team.
2: It's a it's a but weird why is walk. it
0: so difficult with this specific team? Like that's the thing that frustrates me the most. Is Sometimes I feel like it's it's them doing it to themselves mm-hmm. because, you know, that they can beat them. And that's, you know, I know the Mavs are Luca is a great player. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not arguing that. But the Suns can beat this team, especially the way that it is put together right now, currently. The fact that they were so flat, again, back to back, yes, but pulled the starters early last yesterday. It wasn't even a night game. It was an afternoon game. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little frustrated with this one. I think I'm at like a seven on this one right now. It's I'm a little I'm I'm spicy towards the Suns right now.
2: And it's fair because it's frustrating because, you know, people in the chat keep bringing this up like you would think after they beat their asses in game seven and ended what should have been a title contending season that they would come out with a force every time they play this team. And for whatever reason, they have this mental block when it comes to this team and especially in Dallas, like. They've just been getting off to slow starts. It happened in the season opener. It happened in game seven. It happened here tonight. They were down 18 at the end of the first quarter. They lost by 19. Like that was it right then and there. You can't claw your way out of those types of deficits because then you find yourself in this familiar territory where they battled back in that season opener, but they had a home crowd on their side. You're not going to do that very often on the road, especially – when you're missing so many rotation guys,
1: I do think that they they the Suns did get some decent looks in the first quarter. They were missing a lot of bunnies. Uh, like, yeah. I like I can't recall yeah. another game where they were just missing layup after layup after layup. It's like oh my gosh, guys, and that to me tells me that either one. They're unnerved by the defense that's coming at them in terms of the the movement and the activity mm-hmm. that the Dallas Mavericks were, and they were they were kind of frenetic on defense, like they were yeah. they're being a nuisance. That's what they do. That's fine. Um, or you just you just weren't locked in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I
0: I have an issue with that against the Mavs, and you're not locked in. Come on, you guys. I, like, I, the, of all teams.
1: I, I just. Of all
0: teams. To do that against this This <laughs> one is the one you chose? I
1: agree. I agree. But I think sometimes, you know, like these guys, they go through the season and they. I I don't know if they put as much stock into these games individually as we do. Um, I know Booker o- o- is always looking for a reason to show up. Tonight would have been that game. But. He didn't show up, you know. He didn't. He didn't perform at the the height of his expectations. I'm sure, and this this team just seemed like they were just flat for whatever reason. I don't know if it was those churros in San Antonio or what, but (laughs) uh, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, again, I I don't want to read it too much into this because read too much
0: into it. Everybody
2: on this team is going to tell you it's one of eighty two. It's not that big of a deal. Second night of back to back, whatever you want to call it. Okay. To a certain extent, I see that it would have been nice if they had showed up tonight, but I'm not going to go making any proclamations about, Oh, Devin Booker's not him. Or, you know, this team is, you know, everybody uses every loss that the Suns have had to look at the roster and be like, Oh my God, like this roster so bad. What are we doing? The front office is sitting on their heels, all this stuff. And like, okay, we want a Jake Crowder trade. But like we were just praising this team's depth for being mm-hmm. able to get them to first in the West a couple of wins ago. Now we're going to flip script and completely the sky is falling because they lost a game and they got their asses kicked. It happens. Like They're still first in the West right now. It's not the end of the world. The sky's not falling. They do need to get guys back. Like They need some of their key starters back in the rotation and they do need to swing a Crowder trade. But I'm not going to use a game in December to fucking look ahead to... Oh, what are our playoff flaws going to be? It's
1: too early do, for that. Do you want some stability? You want something that's going to make you feel like okay, we're we're going to be all right. I'd love that. Uh, there's a comment I in the know. in the chat that says from Gary Whedon: "Hey, oh Saul, I was out the game. Shamit should not be out there." It, <laughs> oh, it it's I I appreciate that Gary. That that kind of brings us back to reality where we were before tonight's game. <laughs> Everything is calm now. We're God. good.
0: All right. We do have a couple super chats before we get into those conversations real quick. Want to remind you guys how much fun the DraftKings Sportsbook app is. Not really tonight. It wasn't great for any of us because we all pretty much missed on our bets. Except for Hello, who I blame for this loss in the pregame, said that the Suns were going to lose <laughs> by 12. All so hello's Hello, fault. this one's on you. But I digress. The the DraftKings Sportsbook app is a heck of a lot of fun. And right now, if you download the app and sign up with the promo code PHNX, after you place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game, and they do, you're going to get $150 in free bets. That's code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hopefully – Wednesday's game will be a little bit better for us on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It'll also be a little bit better for us on the actual court. Fingers crossed. One can hope for good things. Mm -hmm. Um, But just in case you're a little nervous before Wednesday's game, might I recommend our friends over at OGs? Mm -hmm. OGs can help take the edge off before the game starts. It can also help you go to bed after the game's over like a night like tonight. You pop (laughs) an OGs, their sleepy time one. Uh, those things are fantastic because they have the components in it of uh, CBD that kind of help you stay asleep and fall asleep. CBN, right? CBN. CBN. Yep. It's mm-hmm. the components that help you fall asleep and stay asleep. OG's has a ton of great products in fantastic flavors. And if you guys want to check them out, you can find them at OGsBrands.com or at your local dispensary. But you must be 21 years or older. To I,
1: did t- t- I did partake in the RSO for the first time. Full spectrum e- edible.
0: What's that mean?
1: Oh, man. I, I don't know uh, how to break it down, but it felt good.
0: It felt really nice. <laughs> real I was chilling.
1: It was, was, it was good times. <laughs> good times. Just vibing.
0: Okay. So we have a couple of super chats that I want to talk about. First and foremost, we got one from Code. Code, thank you so much for your super chat. Said, we are the Western version of that DeRozan Raptors team. It took them trading their franchise player for a top 10 player and firing their coach of the year for them to get the job done. I I don't know that I'm willing to go that far just yet.
2: Devin Booker and DeMar DeRozan, that's a different...
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't say that. I can see where you're going with this, though, in terms of how good those Raptors teams were and how they would always finish first or second in the the Eastern Conference. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what resulted from that in the playoffs based on only last year because they listen the Suns team got to the finals the year before like you can't take that away just in one season right um, I, but removing Devin Booker from that equation is uh, a non-starter like that's just isn't now adding a, another valuable piece to what you have already is definitely a conversation worth having and um I would I would say I, I kind of agree with what his sentiment is I just don't agree with the main reason as to why this is happening and listen Devin Booker to me is a is a better player than Demar DeRozan um even at the time when he was with the Raptors so I I'm not going to so- totally buy into that comment
0: Before we move on to the other Super Chat, Code followed up and said, I know this is a hot take for most Suns fans, but hear me out. James Jones should trade Book for SGA. Imagine what a trade like that does for Aiton, and it would be easier to build around SGA.
1: No. No.
2: No. I love SGA, but love them. I just want both of them.
0: I'm going to be greedy. If you're
2: trading for SGA, it's not to trade your best player away. You're trading your other pieces to add SGA to Mm -hmm. your best player. That doesn't, no.
1: Not only that but think just listen we got to stop thinking about things in a in a one-dimensional way if you traded devin booker okay for sga maybe let's just say talent-wise they're even or sga has a slight advantage on devin booker which i do not believe to be true what are the optics of that to your fan base yeah to other players like you have completely destroyed any type of goodwill towards any player that might ever potentially want to come here. Because look how they did Devin, is what they'll say. Mm-hmm. Look how they did Devin. This man dedicated his his soul to the city and did everything he could to try and get them a championship. And they did him like that. Man, that's yeah. fucked up. And you don't want that kind of karma around your team. No.
0: And I also will say, like, please and You can be, if you're a Mavs fan and you're in the chat, like you can be mad at me for saying this, but whatever. Um, Luca did do an interview recently, and he was asked about Mavs fans' concerns that he will ask out Mm -hmm. in the near future if they're unable to go farther in the playoffs or win a championship. And the way that Luca answered it, in my mind, like it's not really that big of a deal the way he answered it, but I was comparing it to the way that Devin was answering those same questions a couple years back, and it just made me feel a little uneasy for Mass fans to an extent because every time Devin was asked that question, it was, I love this team. I love this fan base. I love this city. And I'm committed to making it a great basketball team here. I want people to come play with me here. And the way that, that Luca answered that question was, how many years do I have on my contract? There's a whole bunch, so don't worry about it. It just felt... It, like to me, and that's n- not me trying to like throw shade at Luca, but to me, that's just pointing out how great Devin has been here in Phoenix, how much he's put the city on his back. We can't just throw him to the Wolves because we're upset that we haven't won a championship with him yet. Like, we're getting there, we're working towards it. It's a, it's, and there's it, levels right. to this. Yes,
2: exactly. And again, <laughs> it's a loss in December. Like, yeah, Luca has owned this team the last few matchups. It's not anything to be like, Totally shifting your perspective on the season over a loss in December. I just I don't see that.
1: It, it is December. Yeah. It is December. Like we're no. we're good. Listen, we <laughs> talked about good. before the season. Like, is I I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, okay, cool. You lost your eighth game of the season. Okay. Well they'll still move on. They'll still play good. They'll still win their share of games. They'll still finish. Um, at the top of the West, like, I, they'll be okay. Yeah. They got a lot of pieces missing right now. That's mm-hmm. okay, too. They're going to get other pieces in the fold. Cool. It's going to be all right. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so Trevor had a super chat as well. Trevor, thank you for yours. Said, why are we scared to play the Mavs ever since Game 7? We are getting thin at the rotation. Chris needs to come back soon. Or J-Trade needs to happen. Do you think we're scared to play the Mavs? Do you think it's just like a mental blockage kind of a thing? I don't
2: think it's scared. I don't think anybody in this league is like scared to play no. another team. It's a weird word to use. But, yeah, there is definitely a mental block. And it doesn't help when you find yourself in a double-digit hole in the first quarter against these guys the last three times you've played. It's it's getting into bad habits is what it is for me. Um, so, yeah, there is a weird mental block with this team. They have our number right now um that's four
1: times they've played actually
2: yeah it's it's 14 out of the last 16 quarters they've they've wrecked us so um it is something they'll need to overcome because we could say the same thing about the 11 games that came before that leading Mm -hmm. up to game like after game two they had won 11 straight against the Mavs, and that was the narrative so you just got to flip that script however you can and uh starts by defending the three-point line yeah
0: (laughs) gotta start somewhere and then one more from stinky louie (laughs) Love that name. Fantastic. Uh, Said, had success in early playoff, going straight at Luka offensively, targeting him almost every possession. Took a lot of gas out of Luka's offensive game. Is that the key?
2: I think that's probably part of it, but again, like Saul was saying, I don't think that's something you whip out in a regular season game in December. I think if you save that in your back pocket for a potential playoff meeting and then you try to do that again, because the first two games, it definitely wore him out, that they were going at him on every possession and that he was having to create every possession. He got tired. Um, So that's something we could see again if they do meet in the playoffs.
0: Okay. So, Saul, your point tonight was Mm 0-7. That was what Devin shot in the first half. He didn't really finish a whole lot better. Uh, Devin had 11 points on the night, 4 of 13 from the field. This is a frustrating one for Mm -hmm. Devin, especially after – the performances we've seen as of late out of devin for him to come out and just be really out of sorts mm-hmm. um definitely not like himself whatsoever and especially in a game against the Mavs and a guy like Luca where there's a lot of outside conversation happening what do you think just wasn't working for book tonight
1: he had 11 <laughs> he had 11. <laughs> And that's trash. How long
0: have you been sitting <laughs> oh, on that one?
1: I actually, uh, I, King Vamp said, damn, 11. And then it it popped into my mind. Oh, okay, I I like, see Oh, yeah, know. I forgot okay. that's our thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. 11 uh, is not good. <laughs> Listen, we I think as a fan base, we're really, we just want Devin Booker to get the respect that he deserves. Um, and he needs to uh, show up in games like this in order to get that and yeah. when when Luca does this as easy as he did, and Booker struggles the way he did, it just it it's, it doesn't help his cause, no. you know what I mean eleven points is never gonna uh you know help your cause so um you know I, I just think Devin Booker just was just off tonight. He just didn't look like he he had it going. he was missing some pretty easy shots uh, and and he forced some shots that that he typically can get off cleanly so. I'm not worried about Devin Booker, it's just I felt like him starting off 0 for 7, mm-hmm. um, and everybody else just kind of going through the motions, it just was a recipe for disaster and that, that they could never recover from. Yeah. And that's the problem. When you when Devin Booker usually comes out, and he kind of sets the tone. And when your tone setter doesn't do that, you're kind of lost. And yeah. that's what they look like tonight. They look lost.
2: Right. And it goes back to what we were talking about. Like, it was that first quarter. He was 4 of 6 after the 0 of 7 start, but that had already put them in too big of a hole. And at that point, it was empty production for everybody. Like, garbage time started basically in the second quarter tonight. So, yeah, it's disappointing. I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment, though, and say, like, oh, the lights are too bright for Devin Booker." No, or anything no, that's ridiculous. Like, that. like, one game does not determine an MVP. Man had a triple double in a Western Conference final game one. Like, he's not worried about right, that he shit. He dropped 40 in back to back finals games. Yeah. Like, relax. But, and he was averaging 40 in the last four games. So, I'm not concerned the lights about too it bright. yeah who the fuck said that someone in the chat said the lights were. the too lights bright. too bright yeah, it's listen. december it's an listen. nba tv game against the Mass. <laughs> so oh like, my god listen,
0: we, set the world on you, fire we knew this was gonna happen it we, always we happens. knew
1: so, so dramatic
0: even before the game started whether mm. we won or we lost these the, the fan bases we don't we don't get along we're like oil and water it is what it is so we knew these comments were gonna happen well you're right it
2: but is. it's it's you know, I put more stock in what he did against Sacramento or Utah teams that are higher up in the standings than a night like tonight. But, yeah, you would like to see Booker show up in a game like this. Instead, he had his worst outing of the season. It's not ideal, but it is what it is. They move on. It's one of 82, um, and hopefully Book bounces back against the Celtics on Wednesday.
1: Probably ate that shitty food in deep Ellum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say they t- Kellen tweeted out this little nugget of information, and – I like it, it just put it into perspective and I was very, very shocked by it. Um, That goose egg that book had in the first quarter was his first scoreless first quarter in 202 games. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess when perspective wise, it's like, OK, it doesn't happen often, like at all at all. Mm-hmm. So it sucked big time, but it's not anything to really freak out over because how it rarely ever happens. You know what I mean? Right. So Torrin asked, is there anything different Dallas does against Booker that you guys can like?
1: They just have a little bit more length than most teams. Okay. Um, that's really the only thing I can pinpoint because schematically they don't do anything crazy. They don't send waves at you. Uh, the Pelicans, I actually thought... Try to try to vary things up with Devin a little bit more than than the Mavs do, but for whatever reason, uh, there's 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 something about the Mavs that bothers him. I want to say it's the length, but I don't, I don't know. What are you seeing? I don't know. It just it felt like a lot of those seven shots he missed in the first
2: quarter were shots that he's made yeah, the last couple of shots. games, and maybe that was regression to the mean catching up in a very cruel and untimely way. But. Um, it didn't seem like anything out of the word. The Mavs are, they played really great defense tonight. Like, I'm not trying to take that away. They were swarming all over. They've done a good job the last few meetings of running the Suns off the three-point line, especially in first quarters, to build those leads. Um, but, you know, Book had like a layup that lipped out to start 0-4 for, mm-hmm. for the game. Like, he just missed some mid-range shots that he's been making all season. It did kind of feel like a mental block or just an off night or whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't think they did anything different. They didn't even start really double teaming him until the second quarter to make sure he didn't kind of get going, um, which was good timing on their part. But other than that, it didn't seem like they were doing anything out of the ordinary against him.
0: Okay, so um, I want to kind of maybe see if we can – I want to have two conversations, one that's going to be not so fun to have and then a couple positives because, of course, of course we have to end things on a positive note. But before we do that – let me tell you about the Game Time app. So, we've got the Celtics coming into town on Wednesday. Obviously, that's going to be a big game to get up for. Well, with our friends over at the Game Time app, you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. Saul, can you do me a solid? Can you look up on the game time app and see what tickets are for the Celtics game while I tell the people the rest of that? <laughs>
1: sure. I can get out of my expected ad read next and go do what you, you need me I to got do. You on All that. right, not
0: a problem. So the cool thing about the game time app, again, if you buy it last minute, you can get major discounts, like up to 60% off. Sometimes Saul likes to wait until like almost an hour before the game starts, and then you get even bigger discounts. So obviously you gotta remember this is the Celtics, right? Top team in the East against a top team in the West, like they're still going to be expensive. But what's the lowest price ticket right now that's going on on the game time app?
1: You're not getting in for anything cheaper than hundred bucks.
0: That's not bad though.
1: In the upper deck.
0: I feel like that's not well, terrible. Well,
3: wait until the day of the game. Yeah, there you
0: yeah, go. and then you wait until Wednesday, and maybe it drops a little bit more. It will drop
3: a little bit more. The closer to the game, the cheaper the tickets get. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah.
0: So you're if not you... selling tickets
3: all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes it is, but for games like the Boston Celtics, I'm not gonna lie to the people. It might not get cheaper because that's a fucking primetime game. But, but game yeah, everybody does. saying
0: it's a primetime game and it's a hundred bucks. It's not terrible. It's mm-hmm. not terrible. I try anyway. to keep
1: it real with people, Shane. It's
0: a Listen, great hero. App it's, it's a great if, app for you wait,
1: if you wait three more games and you go watch the Wizards at the Suns, which right now is $40, I guarantee you, you'll find tickets for less than $10 in the upper deck. Be- if you wait until, till, because nobody's Connor trying to go see he the Wizards. Just
0: found some for $59.
1: Well, good for him.
0: Maybe it's just the, no, on game time. Good for him. Maybe it's just the number yeah. of tickets you got.
1: All-inclusive pricing. Make sure you click on that button, because then after the taxes and fees are added in, mm. talk to me.
0: So anyway, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description of this show. So if you need tickets to sporting events or concerts in the near future, make sure you click that link. Also, underdog fantasy. Oh, wow. Underdog fantasy is a heck of a lot of fun. Oh, underdog right. fantasy <laughs> is the best way. Sure
1: well, I got you. Making sure. I
0: got you. It's fine. It's the best way to combine fantasy sports and winning a lot of money. The underdog fantasies pick them is a blast. You could pick higher or lower. Um, it's positionless, which is kind of cool, too. And you, there's no commitment, right? You could just play one game, one weekend, one week, a whole season. Whatever floats your boat. And you can get all your friends in on the action, or you can play it by yourself.
3: I I told the homies this. If you guys don't have friends, that's okay. Shoot me a DM on Twitter at Shane Deef. I'll play it. I'll do a draft with you. There you go. Shane
0: Diefenbach will be your friend on the Underdog. Download it. It's really fun.
1: You don't have to play with yourself. You can play with Shane.
0: If you sign up using the promo code PHNX, Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Miguel sent us a super chat and said, Is it too late to make Luca the honorary owner? Yes, Miguel, it's far too late for that nonsense. We're not doing but that. But thank you for your super chat. We appreciate Listen, you. Listen, all
1: this <laughs> stuff about about Luca being in the sun's heads or Luca being in Booker's head and all those, like, stop. Just stop. <laughs> it's just, just stop. That's not the case. Yeah. It's just not the case. Devin Booker is. Far too good of a player to let somebody like Luca in his head. Now, does he want to be Luca? Of course. Do do they get chirpy with each other? Of course. Hey, Luca talks shit to to Booker just as much as Booker talks shit to Luca. Like, it's a two way street here. So, like, just chill. It's going to be okay.
0: Okay. Well, before you tell me to chill, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: too late. Don't be (laughs) mad.
0: Don't be mad that I'm throwing this topic out at you. But it was asked a couple times in the in the chat, Is does how detrimental, does this hurt Book's MVP conversation? For like how, how much does it hurt it?
2: For now, it, yes. But he could go out against Tatum and drop 45 and we're going to be fucking saying he's the MVP and hoisting him on his little golden fucking.
3: Why does that to be little? I don't, I don't know. Why does that to be so little?
2: I don't know. You know those things that you like. Yeah. Up yeah. I've up. never heard
3: the name of it. I, is I have called? no idea what it's no called. Idea. I don't no either. Idea. That's why. Hugs I was, and hugs. Find out for us. That's
2: why I was like I was <laughs> rolling and, and then I got to leg. the word and I don't know what the word is. <laughs> that is,
1: is. <laughs> interesting I don't know what that's
2: called either. <laughs> anyway, we would be putting up him up on a golden pedestal if he there does that go. on Wednesday. So no, for now, yes, it hurts his MVP case obviously, but a month from now we're not even going to remember
1: this. Yeah, name. and also like this wasn't a national television audience. I, mean, oh, I know, oh, I, I guess oh, crazy man. word NBA TV, whatever, cool, yeah. But yeah. it wasn't ESPN, it wasn't
2: uh,
3: ABC, it wasn't TNT. Like it'd be all right. What's the word? Palanquin. 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 I was going to say Palapa, but I knew that wasn't right. Palanquin. Pugs and Hugs said chair. Pugs and Hugs, you're worthless. <laughs> worth. You're
0: fired, Pugs and Hugs. You're fired.
3: Uh, wait, Palanpin. Let's see.
0: So we're not worried about this at all, then? is nope. it is. It's water under the bridge. It's no
3: water deal. under the
1: it's bridge. Palanquin Palachine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Again, an educational show. You're welcome, folks. You there come here to learn things okay so we're gonna end things on a couple positive notes from tonight's game Ish Wainwright got his first career start in the NBA Mm -hmm. he was able to hold his own for the most part in that role that he was called up to And we got a couple of threes from Ish yes that was exciting
2: two of five he's now 12 24 on the season he's talked about wanting to be known as a knockdown shooter and so far on limited attempts he's done a really nice job so that's good for him it's unfortunate he wasn't able to play longer or make more of an impact tonight but yeah uh, like it, it's been good to see him develop something that he's worked really hard on with his three-point shot
0: mm-hmm. say nice things about ish though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh he shot two threes and made them both congratulations ish
0: you know who else had two threes tonight
1: don't say it,
0: Joshua Kogi. Josh. Oh, okay. You guys, right. we got some decent minutes from Joshua Kogi. Okay, he was, he we was got good some tonight. Decent,
1: he was decent tonight He was decent tonight, for sure. We
2: we've gotten decent minutes from Kogi in like three of the last four games, and he has he's not a guy that you, he like comes in and totally changes the course of the game, but he's given them solid minutes off the bench, hitting the offensive glass, getting steals and blocks, like and driving especially. He's been driving a lot and dumping it off to big. so that's good to see. You know it's hard to feel good about anything in a game like this but yeah, I like what we've seen from a with Tory Craig out he's been making the most of the minutes he's been getting.
0: Joshua Kogi finished with 12 points, two steals, three assists and two rebounds
1: mm-hmm. So he's just two, and two threes
0: two threes.
1: So he should Ooh, start over Devin Booker next game, is what you're saying. No, I'm saying him.
0: maybe you could <laughs> I mean, consider at least the Josh numbers Kobe don't lie. Instead of ish in that starting role though. We're starting Josh Ok's MVP out.
2: candidacy right here. Oh, man.
0: Listen. It
2: is funny though, because he had made one three leading into tonight, and tonight he made two more. So he has three threes now on the season. You know what? Positives. Yes. Hell
1: yeah.
0: We're doing the best that we can, okay. Because
1: he's made one three on the season.
2: We
0: train. are it's doing the best that he can.
1: I feel like, I feel like I'm stuck in my bedroom right now, and I can't go outside and play until I finish my fucking homework.
0: That's right. So I'll finish <laughs> can your homework. We?
1: please, <laughs> please? <laughs> We have hey, be, to talk about the game, Saul. I don't want to be forced <laughs> to say nice things about people that played poorly tonight. No, you're going
0: to say, Josh didn't, Josh didn't
1: play, didn't play poorly. poorly. Josh was fine. Josh was fine. I didn't
0: ask you to say nice things about people who played poorly.
1: You asked me to say nice things about Ish. Ish, Ish had two threes, okay. and that was it. Okay, it but he played five. okay. That's 40%. <laughs> We'd love to see it. it <laughs> oh my god!
2: It's a the man is built then, like a Honda truck. It's a miracle then, that he can even
1: shoot threes. Is this true? This
2: you know is what?
0: True. You know what? The best positive thing that came out of tonight. What's that? The minute that game ended. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what the, the second over. best positive thing about tonight? What's that? This show's over, everybody. We did it. Oh, we God. made it to the end. Oh we have not lost our mind.
1: There's, there's yes. nothing like the feeling of actually, like, I'm just going to take back to my little, a little correlation here. Mm. There was nothing like being able to finish your homework and run outside and go play with your friends for that 15 minutes before the sun went fucking down <laughs> and you realized that you just got screwed.
0: And you know what the the ending of the show? The icing on the cake
1: what's that Ooh.
0: the draft king king of the game tonight is literal cake you guys <laughs> we celebrated espos birthday last wednesday and then a whole bunch of things went down and we didn't get to eat the cake on wednesday mm-hmm. so we finally broke into it today at halftime six pieces were eaten among all the people here at the PHNX studios it made us feel a lot better about what was happening on the tv and it was yummy so tonight's draft king king of the game Goes to Espo's five-day old birthday cake. Yay! Those,
2: those are some elite advanced stats. They were good the for MVP.
0: Solid advanced stats. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. We'll have a show for you at 3 p.m. right here live on our YouTube page. If you're not able to make it live, you can always listen to it wherever you get your podcast. Just make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Also, Gerald will have some stuff up at GoPHNX later on in the week. Um, I don't know what you're going to talk about from tonight's game, but good luck to you. You know, I,
1: I, I keep telling us that I keep telling us, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I keep telling Gerald, you, you don't have to write an article after every single game. This and might, tonight might be that case. This is a good one for me to skip because <laughs> nobody's going to want to reach it. Just about go ahead and take out tomorrow, the old men in black.
2: Anyway. But I do have good stuff coming this week. I've got a thing coming, a really in-depth dive into Devin Booker and how he's handled Double teams all season, a lot of video stuff in there, so that's going to be fun. Also, probably, hopefully, going to have something on a Kogi later in the week if he continues up this stretch. Um, and I've got some fun stuff with Mikhail Bridges and his turnaround shot as well. So, uh, if you are not a member, go to gophnx.com, become a diehard. Go ahead and subscribe. All of 80% of my stuff now is free, so you don't have to. But if you want to, you get deals on merch. You get access to the other 20% that's just for diehards of our content um, and a lot of other fun deals. Like 20%
0: off of merch? 80% of the
1: content is free, but the other 20% gets to. Discounts on merch yes. and events mm-hmm. exactly. and all the other goodies that we provide you, including discounts with all of our partners. And you get like a little membership ID card. Well, it's Which not little. Cool. It's big time. It's yeah.
0: super cool. It's big and a free membership. shirt when you sign up and a free shirt every so year. So for,
1: for those of you who are wondering and did sign up as a diehard and you're like, hey, what's up? I ordered that shit like two or three weeks ago. The reason why you haven't got it yet is because we're waiting for these boxes to come in with your special, making
0: them super beautiful
1: epic. card for you. Yes. You will feel like... You are a fan that is
2: being hoisted up on a palanquin.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's go. Oh, you, go yes, sir. Also, you know what? I feel like we need to, when when you just did that for you, mm-hmm. I feel like we need to clip that, and it needs to be like a like segment. Flowers. <laughs> like flowers. Can we make flowers come out of his hands?
3: We can do anything And that's the on, intro right
0: to the flower segment. Sure, Lindsay. Yes. <laughs> Are Best gonna- night ever. I don't, okay, I don't so like this version of Lindsay right now. I was like She's him. coming out of
1: her shell, and I don't know if I'm a big fan yet.
0: <laughs> I told you I was spicy, and it did not stop at just the sun. It started the minute she walked <laughs> into
1: the building today. I was like, holy shit, what is going on out here? Okay,
0: today? before we get too far into my life, let's say goodbye. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And you can follow Gerald at Gerald. Borgay, who wants to take us home tonight?
1: <laughs> wow, okay, me? Uh, <laughs> listen, there's not much that you can enjoy after this game, but what you can enjoy is another episode of the PHX Suns Go uh, Sun show tomorrow. Join us at 3. Bye-bye. <laughs> PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald, Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B, always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on,
3: I throw it down like DA on the lot. Best combo since KJ, Marley, and Charles. If you squad. just sitting on the t-